O Almighty God, who has knit together thine elect in one communion and fellowship in the mystical body of thy Son, Christ our Lord. That's the intro to our prayer for today. The request is grant us grace to follow thy blessed saints in all virtuous and godly living, <clears throat> that we may come to those unspeakable joys which thou hast prepared for those who unfaintedly love thee. There is no, by the way, mention that um, any of these saints are perfect. We don't ask to just follow the saints' lives blandly or blindly, but rather that we may follow them in all virtuous and godly living. Each of us are examples to one another. Each of us are examples to our children. We're examples to our students. We're examples to our co-workers. We're examples of Jesus, and all too often we don't look like Jesus. That's just the reality of it. We don't actually witness to Christ perfectly. No one does. Jesus witnessed to himself perfectly, but that's, about, that's the end of it. But we pray that we might follow the virtuous and godly living of the saints, and, and we ought to be praying that our children would follow the virtuous and godly living of mom and dad. <clears throat> now, moms and dads, you know that, unfortunately, they pick up those sin habits too, don't they? They pick up the mistakes, the bad ideas, the bad attitudes, the bad reactions. My daughters were just telling me that Aiden sounded just like me today. <clears throat> So, All Saints is a saint's day that is a little bit troubling to many in the church today because I believe mostly because we don't understand it. We have saint's days all throughout the year. Um, there are many very crowded calendars. Um, some church calendars have three, four, and five saints per day. <clears throat> I think we try to be a little simpler because we're not that smart in the Anglican world. And we try to keep it to one a day at the most. Um, and sometimes more important saints will bump less important saints, if you will. And a Christological day, a day about Jesus, always bumps something else. That's the most important saint, holy one. And that's what saint means. It means holy one. Hagios in the Greek, uh, it means one who is electing God as um, we say, or we prayed in our, the beginning of our prayer, God has knit together his elect in one communion and fellowship. In fact, we're built into a holy temple and we're all the stones. We're a family. We're the bride of Christ. And there is, that's a pretty close union, husband and wife. So all the images of what it means to be in Christ are very very images of what we just talked about, being knit together, the elect. And the elect are all those that Christ has called and have been baptized into his faith. We don't need to get into the controversy of the Reformation time period. The church has always understood the elect. In fact, St. In fact, Paul and other apostles, when they wrote letters to a church somewhere, they would say, to the elect in. They weren't just talking to the secret ones that they knew and no one else knew. We were talking to all those that were baptized members of Christ's church. 
So we are knit together in one communion and fellowship. Yes, Baptists, Presbyterians, Methodists, Anglicans, Orthodox, Roman Catholics, all knit together. We may have our differences, and sometimes the differences are valid arguments about some theological doctrine. Too often, most of the differences have to do with the color of the carpet and or you know, <clears throat> whether or not we have pews or chairs that we're sitting in. But yet we are, by the Holy Ghost, knit together in one communion and fellowship. We are one of another. Christians all around the world are in one communion and fellowship. In fact, we call this the communion of the saints. And we commune together. We don't even know most of them. But when we come to the, the heavenly altar... The altar that this is just a a mere bad replica of. That's where all the saints are gathered. From around the world, we worship with them. So it's always, even when you're by yourself, it's always our Father. For we are one of many. We are part of the bride. We are part of this mystical communion of saints in Christ Jesus. In our epistle lesson, after this I beheld and lo, a great multitude, which no man could number, of all nations and kindreds and peoples and tongues. Even Taiwanese and Thai people, all nations, every last nation. They stood before the throne and before the Lamb of God, Jesus clothed with white robes and palms in their hands, and cried with a loud voice, saying, Salvation to our God, which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood round the throne and about the elders and the four living creatures and fell before the throne on their faces, worshiping God, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power and might be unto our God forever and ever. Amen. This is the worship around the throne in heaven. This is the worship around the altar in heaven. This is a picture of what's going on in heaven now. And already, and what will to be. And already we have people from all over the world. The gospel has gone out into all the world. And it will not go out and come back void. God will accomplish his purpose. And his purpose, says Jesus, is discipling the nations. And so we will have a church that encompasses the entire world and encompasses all those that have gone before us that are standing around the altar in heaven. So when we go to the altar, when we come forward to commune, we are communing with all the saints that have gone before us throughout all time and all the saints that are with us now. And today we specifically remember all the saints, the ones that we don't have names for the ones that we don't know about, the ones that we don't remember. And of course, remember that there have been more martyrs in the 20th century alone than there were in all the centuries before that combined. Because as the church grows, when the church is persecuted, more people are killed for their faith. And right now is not a very good time around the world for Christians. 
It's a fairly persecuted lot, our brothers and sisters. And so we ought to be praying for them continuously. Praying for our brothers and sisters because they are part of us and we are part of them. This is the communion of the saints. This is all saints. And lest you think this is something new, this celebration goes back, like particularly All Saints Day, goes back, I think, to the 5th, 6th century, if not earlier. In fact, 4th century. Because I believe, at least in Rome, there was a certain <clears throat> um, pagan temple that was taken over by the Christians and dedicated to all the saints. And so this celebration is very early. In fact, if you go earlier, in the first century and second century, the very first saints to be remembered, not because they were magic, not because they were going to do something special, but because they were praying for us, we presumed, and they had fought the good fight and they had died for their faith. So martyrs were the first. And so when you think about Halloween, All Hallows Day, All Hallows Eve is Halloween, and you think about the goblins and the ghouls and one of the scenes of Halloween, contemporarily speaking, tends to be graveyards. Well, guess what? That's exactly where a lot of this started. On the anniversary of the death of a martyr, if they had his body and had buried his body, the people of God would go to his tomb and they would celebrate Holy Communion at his tomb, remembering how he had fought the good fight, had fought for the faith and died for the faith. So this is not something new. This is something ancient, as old as the church is, to remember the saints that have gone before us. And eventually we started remembering saints that didn't die for their faith. And one such example would be, say, St. Augustine, one of the great doctors of the church. He didn't die for his faith. Boy, he really wanted to be left alone, though, when they dragged him into leadership and made him a bishop. Um, so we remember all those saints that have had all these Effectual lives, not perfect. Some of them, though, dying at the altar while they're celebrating the Holy Communion. Some great stories. So I encourage you, on this day, remember the communion of the saints. Remember that we have brothers and sisters all around the world with us and brothers and sisters in heaven who are worshiping with us tonight. And then go read some hagiographies, they're called. Read some stories, biographies of the great saints of the church and be encouraged to live your life following their good examples. Amen.